Mark Hockman. My favorite ice cream truck treat is Cheetos. Channing Crowder. Hey, hey, Sugarfoot. I wake up, I piss excellence. Alejandro Solana. February. You sound like asthma. I'm naked right now. All right. And moving on. Sports. Someone texts in, they want to know if you'll honk your horn. How about that? Now, why did Deerfield Beach proclaim a Channing Crowder day? No idea. Don't throw eggs in my house, Crowder. More sports. Give me that donkey button and big old legs. I ain't too proud to dig. No, I would never do-do here at the station. The most sports. you telling me you don't want to grab a beer in the middle of the night. And you know what I want for Hanukkah? I want a cameo from Aiken and Dove. The Hawkman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. It's Kevin Love Day. <laughs> I want to see it. It's Kevin Love Day. Woo! <laughs> All the bad mouthing I have done over the last couple of days, I'm going to be there one second into this game. Yeah, I want to no, see it. I'm- I'm excited to watch him tonight. I will tell you this, though. I've had a little bit of a change of heart. So uh, yesterday I was like, you know what? I want to bet all the Kevin Love overs. There's going to be overs for threes made. There's going to be overs on points. Like, I'm going to bet all the Kevin Love overs because he, like, this is super important to him. You're very aware. I mean, you know, he wants to reestablish himself. He doesn't want to ride the bench. But then I start thinking about, I know how Spo does this stuff. The more I think about it, I've watched Spo in action when it comes to this kind of stuff. And Kevin Love's not going to play a lot. Nope. That, that's just, that's how I feel. It, listen, there was no reason that Spo couldn't find a couple of damn minutes for Mario Chalmers. Okay? <laughs> there was no reason. And Spo gets into this thing about how we're going to get people, you know, acclimated over a period of time and make sure that they're you know, uh, really part of the heat system. I still believe come playoff time, Kevin Love will be a starter for the Miami Heat. But I have a feeling tonight you're going to get very limited action because that's just the way that Spo and and Pat Riley as well is just kind of the way that they've always operated. So now I don't think I'm betting the overs. And the last time Kevin Love played, he played 12 minutes a month ago. (laughs) <laughs> Let, let's take it easy on so these maybe overs. Maybe the conditioning is a little off. <laughs> so, Lana, are easy. you expecting big minutes from Kevin Love tonight? Because I have a feeling you're going to be disappointed if you are. I'm not. I'm not. I've I've uh, properly set my expectations for today, but in the back of my mind, I mean, this guy's going for 30 tonight, baby. Let's right, go. Like you just, I mean, you know what's going to happen, right? The first play, they're going to run a play for him, so he's open in the corner for a three. Right? I mean, that that makes all the sense in the world. So, his first play on the court or the first that's play? That's right. That's right. His first play on the court. Okay, because he's not starting. No chance. And then, No, 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 no. When Whenever he gets on the court, they're going to run a play for him. They're going to get him open, by the way. This isn't going to be a contested three. They are going to get him open. He's going to knock down a three. And then all bets are off because then, you know, can you, can you beat – I mean, if you can beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee, like that, that'd be a big deal. Um, but I, my, my thought is, the more I gave it some thought last night, like going into the game, yeah, I don't think he's going to get a ton of minutes. I don't think he's going to have a ton of points. They're going to be happy to bring him along slowly with the thought that he will be a starter at one point. But that first shot, if I could bet that, which, you know, our site won't have, but if I could bet first shot is a three and it's going to be a made three, I would bet that right now. 
Let's bet the unders then. I like this handicapping. Well, I don't even know if they're going to. Let me look. Let me look here. Will Manso is going to join us today. We will talk some Miami Heat with him. Lee Sterling is going to join us today. We will talk some Heat with him. I'm just seeing if there's any props yet for tonight's game. Okay, there is. Let's see. I, there's none for Kevin Love, though. See, oh. so they so they don't know either. Obviously, the the sports books are not in the business of taking a bath on anything. They don't take chances. Mm-hmm. So if they don't know how many minutes he's going to play, because there's props for Jimmy, Bam, Drew Holiday, Tyler, Brooke Lopez, Gabe Vincent, Grayson Allen. That's it. So I I don't think they yeah. they know. So there's going to be no props. Well, let's see what happens. What about Cody Zeller? With the old over. Has to be one and a half. <laughs> Trust me, there's no Cody Zeller props. <laughs> what are you no. expecting out of Cody Zeller tonight, Solana? 30 points, baby. Let's go. <laughs> That'd be great. Cody Zeller and Kevin Love tonight, game one, combined for more points than LeBron and Wade ever went for together. <laughs> like they just they stake their claim immediately to the Heat Nation. I expect Cody Zeller to be very exhausted after he leaves the court because he's going to run around like a crazy person. I've watched him. So a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, Will Manso is going to join us. Lee Sterling is going to join us. Doug Plagans, radio voice for the Florida Panthers. He'll join us from FLA Live Arena. I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about. I watched some XFL football last night. Did you know there was a Thursday night XFL game? No. Yep, there was a Thursday night XFL game. I watched about a half of it. I actually kind of enjoyed it, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Like the the remember, I remember watching like the AAF or the USFL, completely unenjoyable. Uh, this was a different experience for me. I I didn't like I didn't turn it off immediately. Like the, the, there there's something there. I I don't know what it is, and it might be uh, something as simple as this: The Rock is an entertainer, one of the best that we know of. And so if his stamp is all over the league, it would make sense that it's more entertaining. Who was that old guy that was like, it was like, it was like Charlie Casserly that was running the AAF or something like, (laughs) like, so it it does make sense to me that I was more entertained last night than I was by some of the other summer football leagues. Yeah. And the one thing, Hulk, I would tell you the way they're shot, because the AAF was shot like it was a high school film way. Right. You can't you can't even see the guys. You're so high up with the camera. If it's shot correctly, if they have the angles, if they're doing the production correctly, I understand. But, Hulk, I got to ask you, was it quality football? It wasn't bad. Like it was it wasn't horrible. It was it was uh, Seattle and uh, I forget who the, the teams were even, which is obviously a problem. But Ben DiNucci was one of the quarterbacks, so you know him from the Cowboys. Josh Gordon was one of the receivers, obviously. You know Josh Gordon. Like, there were some recognizable names. I think June Jones was the coach. Like, there, there, were, there were recognizable names. They do a lot of in-game interviews. So I, I didn't even think that the quality of play was horrible. Oh, okay, because I bad-mouthed the hell out of the XFL. And yeah. actually, I think The Rock hates me because it went viral or something about it. But – I can swing on it if it's good football, Hawk. You can do all the flam gullery with the sideline reporting. You can do everything you want. Take me back and let me see the guys at halftime with their adjustments. If it sucks on the field, I'm not watching it. Yeah, I didn't think it sucked. Okay. 
I'm going to check it out. Because of your word, I'm going to check it out. I promise. All right. Didn't you DM? Um, didn't you DM the Rock once, Crowder, and he he sent back like a fist or or something like that? Yeah, yeah you yeah, had yeah. a DM relationship with him. What happened there? This was pre XFL buying, because I'm I love the Rock. I still love the Rock. I just think he made a terrible financial investment in the XFL. My whole point is that there's nothing that can look the same way as the NFL because all these guys are not NFL players. That's why they're in the XFL. The names you brought up. Why is Josh Gordon in the XFL? Because he got kicked out of the NFL. That's all you're going to have. Um, let's do headlines here because we do have a ton of stuff to get to today. So we'll get uh, start with headlines. And Alejandro Solana. The sports update. It's driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Some pretty big Panthers news, guys. So, the Panthers play the Sabres tonight, 7 p.m. First game since Monday. Bob is starting in net tonight. But um, Tim Reynolds just tweeted out something that's pretty interesting. I see David Dwork now, who also covers the Panthers. Um, here's what Tim Reynolds tweeted out. The National Hockey League Players Association and the NHL announced today that goaltender Spencer Knight of the Florida Panthers will be unavailable to the Panthers, quote, for an indefinite period while he receives care from the player assistance program of the NHL and the NHLPA. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Care for what? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's uh, public information. Um, but I mean, that does sound pretty serious. Yeah. yeah it. I mean, with, without having any kind of context or whatever, I immediately go to mental health. Right. That, yes. that there's something that they need to get involved with, which makes it obviously mm -hmm. scary. Yeah, and an and a ankle injury, this is not the route. Right, it's not injury. the Players Association or, yeah, or you know, yeah. the training staff. Yeah, I actually hmm. like that because that's been a criticism of, of sporting leagues is that they don't support their players through the tough times upstairs. They're more worried about the physical, you know, the physical side of it. So if he's going through something and they stepped in this fast, that's awesome. Wow, that's a, that's a little scary. Young kid yep. and uh, has had a lot of pressure on him, obviously. Came here with high expectations. If you remember, it was a couple seasons ago. He got his first ice time during the playoffs. Like, there, there's I – can, I can – you could see where that would be. Uh, if that's what it is, you could see where that could get overwhelming. Yeah, and the pressure of it. There's, you know, those – the old school guy. What are you talking about pressure? It's just right. just do your you job. Bro. pressure. Bro, this kid is a puppy. He is young. Was he yeah, 20, 21? Like 22 maybe now? Yeah. He's a kid. And like you're saying, everything, when that damn puck comes down the ice, it's all on him after that. Somebody yep. misses an assignment, it's all on him. That's stressful. Guys are stressed out all the time in sports and playing that, knowing guys, seeing guys, talking to guys my entire career. Like, yes, the stress gets to some guys. Yeah, he's 21 years old. And I know he was sent down um, right. a couple, couple weeks ago. But he has been dealing with injury this season as well. So, um, again, I don't know any other uh, info. I'm, I'm trying to uh, to find it. But David Dwork also tweeted out, Spencer Knight placed in the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program. This likely means his season is over. Wow. So, yeah. Well, but even to that point, young kid comes up, plays well, does his job. Then he starts struggling. Then he mm -hmm. starts struggling with injury. Now he gets sent back down after coming up, and his whole family and everybody loves knowing that he's an NHL player. But are you really still? That could be overwhelming for a 32-year-old. Now a 22-year-old? Yep. Yeah. Uh, again, Panthers, they do play the Sabres tonight on the road in Buffalo, 7 All p.m. Right. puck drop.
except that it's here. You sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, then clearly I have that incorrect. Panthers host Buffalo Sabres tonight, 7 p.m. FLA Live Arena, ladies and Very gentlemen. Very good. <laughs> Got people nervous that we're driving out to the arena. How did I mess that up? It's, uh, You're Solana. It's a good the start only reason that I know that it's uh, in Sunrise is that Jake Winderman asked me for tickets. And I'm assuming he wasn't in Buffalo. So maybe I should double check. Maybe no. he's in Buffalo. No, no, you're right. You're right. I was wrong. Right. I was wrong, everybody. What? 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 Did we wrong. have an alarm for that? What? <laughs> huh? Like, what, what just happened here? It's a great start I, I'm by I'm thinking me. about yesterday. I watched the video yesterday of him doing that golf report. And when Dono said, I'm so, I love this from Solana more than anything he's ever done. Dono goes, <laughs> you couldn't find a leaderboard with first names? No. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I checked uh, checked 700 of them. None of them have first names. It's just the guy who will never say that he did anything wrong. And wow, what just happened here? Man, that was a breakthrough. Holy mackerel. Man, uh, solid start by me. 215, first headline, incorrect. There we go. But does it feel good to be honest? Like, how does that feel? Not really. I, I kind of wanted to blame that on anybody but me. Like, Marcos, I could have just said he gave me the headline. Right. Or they just moved the game. It was originally scheduled in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Panthers host the Sabres, 7 p.m. Uh, the right. Miami Heat, they are on the road tonight. That one is 100% accurate. At the Milwaukee they were home and you didn't go there. You're supposed to be there for Kevin Love night. Now I'm just... so nervous. I'm like double checking. <laughs> no, they're in Milwaukee. It's they're a win. Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. They're uh, they're both available tonight. Again, 7:30. Giannis is out uh, because of that wrist injury. All right. Mm-hmm. Kane Hoops. They host FSU tomorrow, 4 p.m. Kane Hoops, top 15 team in the nation. Their final, their second to last game of the season. They have two more home games tomorrow oh, and then the following Saturday as well. A couple things uh, of note with the Canes. First of all, Canes women's basketball. I don't know if you saw that last night, but they got crushed by Louisville. Yeah. Um, and the FAU men's basketball team, we had talked about it uh, in the final segment, Solana. FAU men's basketball was hosting. They haven't lost at home. They're a very good team. They were hosting UTSA in Boca last night, and they were 17-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. Right? They won by 40 last Ooh, night. Crazy. They put up a uh, – I think it was like – I don't know. It was 40 points, but they had over 100 points, I think. it was. I mean, they, they showed out. One other thing about the Hurricanes, as long as you're mentioning them, John Ruth, our friend who runs the uh, Miami Hurricanes uh, Hall of Fame, UM Sports Hall of Fame, the 12th annual UM Sports Hall of Fame Celebrity Bowling Tournament is this coming Monday. He even writes in the text to me, February 27th. <laughs> He's a fan of the show. But it's this coming Monday. Uh, Alonzo Highsmith is hosting it, and it's being held at King's Dining and Entertainment Center in Doral. And uh, he writes to me that in addition to the event, a portion of the proceeds will benefit Twan Russell's Russell Education Foundation, as well as some of the proceeds going to the UM Sports Hall of Fame. So if you want to go to this bowling tournament, this is a great event every year. And again, Alonzo Highsmith is hosting it. You can get tickets or join the fun. Go to canesbowl.com.
canesbowl.com. And giving Coach L a little love. You know I do all those damn radio shows around the nation. I do one in Canada. I never posted. I don't even know who the guys are, but they call me and I go on. They asked about you in basketball really? from Canada. And I'm talking about, I've been on with them 15 times. So just to see the reach that now people are, we talk about the disrespect to UM, Can, Canadians were asking me, and boy, did I sound like a genius. I was hitting the names. Right. Oh, they you know thought to, they were going to throw you off. Yep. A couple more wins, they're going to win the ACC. Jordan Miller's playing out of his mind. Nigel Pack comes in and just takes over. Man, I sounded like Joe Zagaki. Well, I was proud of myself. Look at you couple other things happening uh, this weekend. I'll stick with the Canes. They open up a three-game set. Canes baseball, that is, at the light versus Dartmouth tonight. Cuban Heritage Night at Alex Rodriguez Park, Mark Light Field. They'll play them Saturday and Sunday as well. And tomorrow is the opening weekend of the MLS. So the first game, 4.30 p.m., Nashville SC versus New York City FC. Uh, at 9.30, you have El Trafico, that's LA Galaxy versus LAFC, but just up the road from us, really, it's a pretty far drive from us. Tomorrow, Inter-Miami opens their season 7.30 p.m. versus Montreal. Tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. Cool. We have a pair of tickets we're giving away for that game later today in the show. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Here's your golf leaderboard update with first yes. and last names, sponsored by Edwin Watts Golf Shops. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers around the country since 1968. So right now, your leader, Justin Sue, today shot a 64. He's at 10 under par. But how about this? Chris Kirk, never heard of him. I got to be 100% honest. But he shot a 62 today. He was eight under par today, which is the best round anybody's had all tournament thus far. He's in second at nine under, just a stroke back of Justin Sue. So those are your leaders. Justin Sue, 10 under, and in second, Chris Kirk at nine under. What are they playing? Putt-putt? Who's shooting 62s? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Course must be playing fast. <laughs> As a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> your uh your weather from the demesman and dover accident attorney weather center their website is your accident call demesman and dover law firm for free consultations 24 7 954 more it's a nice afternoon in south florida it's around 80 degrees right now tonight the lows will drop to around 70 that is your weather very good we'll talk some hoops with will manso next we apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Is milk liquid cow? Hawk and Crowder. Azucar. Talk to Will Manso here. Will Manso is on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline, sports anchor at Local 10 in Miami. And tonight is Kevin Love Night, Will. So let's start with overall impact, not about tonight's game because. I want to know that later on, what you're expecting tonight. But overall impact, what kind of impact does Kevin Love, the signing of Kevin Love, have for the Miami Heat for this season? Well, I, I think he's got a big impact on the broadcast team because I've got to think E. Reid is going to say love is in the air at least 10 times tonight. So, <laughs> so I look forward to that. <laughs> so you're 100% right. Yeah, Jack is going to have some stuff in the, the holster. Goat. Yeah. Oh, he's got those ready. No, but I think, 
look, guys, I think, you know, you look at a guy like Kevin Love, and we got to see him yesterday firsthand for the first time. I mean, he's, he's as advertised. He's a pro's pro, 15 years, a championship, five all-stars. He can still shoot the three when he's healthy. I think he's smart. He's dependable. He knows what heat culture is about. He says he's, you know, from afar has always respected it. And I think he gives the heat a little bit of what they need, which is sort of a stability in that four spot, somebody who can stretch the floor, space, shoot threes. And, you know, from a basketball standpoint, he seems like a perfect fit if he's healthy. But what are we talking about numbers wise here, Will? Like, is I don't, I know he's not going to start, but like, he's he, can he go out there and really turn this offense around? Because, like you said, you were saying him as positives. I'm looking at 15 years as a negative. He's old. Yeah, I mean, look in basketball, he's 34. In basketball years, that is getting up there. You know, I mean, that's let's face it, that's 15 years in the league. Some will call it experience, some will call it old. But I think the one thing about that his game, right, is that his game has evolved to the point where it hasn't aged as much in the minutes that you're going to use them. You know, if you had to plug him in at the four and say, give us 30, 35 minutes a game. Yeah. I would probably say that's a bad idea because I don't think he would hold up in, in, in this game, the way he is again at his age and, and the wear and tear probably wouldn't work, but I think stretches, you know, Channing, you saw him as six man of the year candidate last year. You see, even when he's been healthy this year, he can give you a consistent 10, 12 points, eight, 10 rebounds, shoot in the high thirties from three I think he can give you that. Let's face it, the Heat are lacking that. I mean, they don't have that dependable big that can shoot. They've just been missing. There's something missing about that team. And I'm not saying, guys, in any way that Kevin Love is the missing piece and he's going to take them to a title. I mean, I'm not going to exaggerate his impact that much. But I think just from a pure basketball standpoint, it's a big impact. It's something they've been lacking and that they need. And 20-plus games left in the season, they need some sort of spark down the stretch to get out of kind of mediocrity they've been all year long. I know Crowder said he doesn't see him as a starter. I think he will be come playoff time. What about tonight, though? You know, I I was telling the guys at the beginning of the show, yesterday I was all about, you know what, I'm going to bet every Kevin Love over that there is because he's going to show out tonight. (laughs) But then I started thinking, you know what, if if past performance is a guide, Spo doesn't just throw someone out there. He, like... They have very tight reins on new guys. And so what what do you mm-hmm. expect tonight? How many how many minutes is realistic for Kevin Love tonight? Well, I mean, two things there. First of all, back to your point of the starter. I do think that come playoff time, if he if he shows he can be the Kevin Love, which I think he you know, he still believes he is and the Heat certainly do, then yeah, I think there's a chance he could start because one thing about Spo, he hasn't he's shown the ability. He hasn't been afraid in the playoffs to just say, Okay, Duncan, you're on the bench, Max, you're the starter. You're on the bench. You're the starter as far as a big, you know, moving guys around Myers Leonard a few years ago. I mean, they will and he will and staff start Kevin Love if Kevin Love can help them in that spot in the postseason and maybe even in the regular season as time goes on. But I think tonight, yeah, supposed that he's going to play. Supposed that he's ready to play. Let's face it, he hasn't been playing much. Channing mentioned he's 34. There's some wear and tear. There's some you know, you gotta you got to kind of ease him in. You can't just throw him in and play him 25 minutes. But could he get a couple of eight-minute runs tonight? Yeah, I could see that happening. Six, eight-minute runs and play 15 minutes tonight. Uh, I, I foresee something like that happening. Also, depending on how the game's going, guys, you know, is it a close game? Is it a blowout? Is, is it tight? You know, these, are, these games matter so much. You don't want to try experimenting, you know, in the middle of the game. But I think he's going to play tonight and, and hopefully play a big role. And, Will, there's only so many minutes. As Love gets more minutes, who do we see less? I mean, I think the realistic thing is that Caleb is, you know, 
for all the good that he's been, and man, Caleb's been a lot of good this year. He's been playing out of position, you know, and, and Caleb's done a strong job. And it's funny because every time that Heat guys praise Caleb, a lot of people take it as an insult because they're like, well, they're basically saying he's not really a four. Well, I mean, duh, he's not really a four in the standard of this game. Spo calls him positionless, and guys can play everywhere. But you know, you, you should have somebody who's a little bigger, probably more of a rebounder and that kind of player at that four, but Caleb's made the most of it, and he's been so good. But I think that you're going to have to shift his minutes around. Is he more of a starting four now, back up to Jimmy as time goes on at the three? I think those are the minutes you wonder. And also, you know, who gets the big minutes? Is You know, with, with Deadman gone, you're slowly on his way back. What does Zeller give you as well? There's a lot of things that Spoh's got to figure out because what are the two main issues for this team this year, right? It's lack of three-point shooting is number one. I mean, that's in its own stratosphere. And number two is the size and rebounding and, and, and that toughness inside of not letting the other team get second chances. You would hope that the combination of Love, Zeller, Yurt, obviously with Ban, starts to solve that down the stretch, and maybe Love also helps you with the threes. Will, what's now with 23 games remaining, it starts tonight, What's the goal for this Heat team moving forward? You go, you get your buyout acquisitions, you add Kevin Love, you're hoping that jumpstarts your offense a little bit. Should it be simply to avoid the play-in game or one of the Mm play-in seeds, right, one of the top six seeds, and be healthy for the playoffs? The hope there is that you avoid Boston and Milwaukee in the first round. Or should it be to really gear up here, final stretch, and try to get one of the top four seeds. I know it doesn't seem likely you're five games back of the Cavs for that four seed, but five games isn't insurmountable. What should be no. the main goal for Miami moving forward? I think the main goal is get the four or five. I think the main goal is right now get the four or five. Get in that combination of a four or five game where you obviously you avoid the plan, as you said. You avoid the Bucks or Celtics immediately. Uh, I don't think anybody's too worried. And I don't mean this to speak for the Heat internally, but I think they have confidence against anybody. But I think you look at the matchup with Philly. As good as Philly's been this year, and they do look improved, uh, that's a matchup for some reason the Heat have played very well against Philly of late. I mean, it's not a matchup that you're, you're, you're saying, oh, my gosh, it's over. I mean, you feel you have a chance. But I think avoiding Milwaukee and Boston early – is the is the primary goal. Go into the playoffs playing your best, playing your healthiest. Avoid one of those two teams in the first round. And then from there, you, you take your chances. Because if Jimmy gets in playoff, Jimmy and Kevin Love and, and Zeller help with the size and they're shooting the three better and you know Duncan, Max are giving you something there from the three and they're playing more to their style and playing the defense that they, we know they can play, they can be a dangerous team in the playoffs. And I think it's, it's all about positioning. Position yourself to be at your best and the best way to do it is to get that four or five. And they're not that far away from that five. The four, like you mentioned, it might be a stretch for that. But the five, they certainly are in a position that with a good finish, they could be there. And be in again. See what happens. It's a playoff-proven team. See what happens. Get out of the first round and, and take it from there. You uh, you mentioned Duncan. I was going to ask you about him. I mean, are, are, are there some thought that maybe, you know, he can get it together over the last 20, 30 games of the season? Don't laugh, Crowder, because I don't think it's that absurd. I don't think it's, it's absurd to think that Duncan Robinson can get back to form if you're expecting Kevin Love to come in and do the same. Like, I mean, what, like you're expecting someone to do something better than they've done for the first part of this season. So why not Duncan? Am I the only one that thinks Duncan might find a little resurgence in the uh, in the remaining games, or, or am I on an island on this one? You are not the only one. You're not. And, and But in the list of people, which, by the way, includes me, 
I think we might be a little crazy, you know, to think that that's just he's just going to morph back into the Duncan we've seen. There's so much of Duncan that it's it's kind of you're wondering what is really wrong because he, to go from such an elite shooter, right, to now a guy that you really can't count on for to for, you know low 30, 32, 33 percent is a huge drop. How much of that is mental? How much of it is physical? I would think it's more on the mental side that some of this stuff has gotten to Duncan that he's just got to continue to work through. And he's even pointed out, like, look, it's hard. You're up and down, this and that, in and out. It's very hard on the guy who's, who, you know, got used to playing and used to playing well. But I do think there's a part of that Heat staff that knows him well enough and knows how good of a shooter he can be that you're going to keep plugging him in there and giving him chances. Look, his first game back, right, right he came back from that surgery, uh, got a little conditioning in, and they played him right before the break. I think he took seven threes that game. Only made a couple, but – he, they're going to put him in there and expect him to shoot, and the hope is he's going to start hitting those shots because we know what he can do, the difference he can make. And just a how about a 36%, 37% Duncan from three is a huge upgrade to a team that's been one of the worst at the NBA at shooting threes this season. Sir, come on, Will. Are we dreaming here? 37%? Got to even play, Will. Uh, no, I mean, look. He's 39-40 in his career at time. You know, there's, it, it's, it's the hope. How about that? Let's, let's leave it at that. I got you. And he yeah, will play. If he, if he shoots 37% from three, he will play. They'll fight. They, they would love nothing more than to be able to find 25 minutes for Duncan Robinson because he's shooting lights out. Hawk, cut that check Duncan's giving you in half, and I'll start talking good about him, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Will, one more addition. I'm actually more excited about. What the hell is Cody Zeller going to do for the team? Man, that's a good question because I thought it's funny. Yesterday, everybody went for Kevin Love, but there's Cody Zellers. Hey, there's the newcomer, big seven footer. I mean, I would hope to, you know, I, I don't know what their plans are with Yurt yet. Yurt's going to probably go to the G League and get some work because Yurt's a fascinating guy, but I wonder if it's too late in the season to have Yurt really be impactful this year, you know? I know they like Yurt, and I like Yurt a lot, and we saw the double doubles he was putting up, and there's still things to his game he needs to work on, obviously, and strengthen, but. Zeller's a proven guy. If you look at his track record outside of last year where he got hurt, he's kind of that, you know, tough guy. Nobody notices, goes out there and gets 7.7 rebounds in his minutes and, and gives you productive minutes. Can he be that again after kind of a year away? I mean, is, can he be that kind of guy? You would hope, but where does he fit? You know what I mean? Where, where does, is he the straight backup big to Bam? And then, you know, the Deadman minutes go to Zeller eventually. I mean, is that the way it's going to work? Or if that's the case, I think he'd absolutely be impactful. Certainly more. Look, I know Dwayne gets a lot of heat from Heat fans, and he certainly wasn't good this season in the minutes he played. But he had been productive before. If he can give you anything close to that production, you're pretty happy given the addition of love and hopefully the improvement internally of other guys. We've talked a lot, Will, about Duncan Robinson, hopefully some sort of reemergence from his, his play. And I think the Heat showed us that they prioritized the front court through their buyouts, right? Kevin Love yeah. and Cody Zeller. So to me, the way I interpret that is they also see another guy who hasn't been playing very well this season, Kyle Lowry, as a guy who hopefully can get healthy. I did see the report that they're hoping mm. he may rejoin them on this trip at some point. Uh, yeah. But but I think more so than anything, like they're hoping that he is going to be a better version of himself moving forward because I think everybody would agree that as bad as he's played this season, and I know Heat fans are frustrated with him, they can't be a team that can contend with Milwaukee or Boston, which is ultimately the goal if everything comes together correctly without a healthy and productive Kyle Lowry. 
I'm glad you said it because that's the truth. And I tell people that all the time and they laugh almost more than mentioning that Duncan could turn it around is that Kyle can help them be the team they want to be and people laugh it off. And we've seen it. Now, that, I'm not saying that that's guaranteed that that's what Kyle's going to come back and be. But any form of the good Kyle we've seen in stretches in Miami. And, and, by, and by the way, as, as pessimistic as people have gotten over Kyle, and I, and I get it because it's been frustrating to watch, he has had good moments here. If you get any version of those good moments, A, it's a huge help to the team, right? I mean, it's a different team. And B, it's the only way they can really compete is those teams, as you just mentioned. I mean, I love Gabe Vincent. I think Gabe is a very good starter. I think he's fine. But when you don't have the flexibility of having Kyle and Gabe, you know, the one-two punch coming off the bench, giving you those minutes, the ball distribution, the pace, the offense just gets stagnant way too often. And that's a big problem. So to your point, yeah, I think yesterday Spo said no timetable for Kyle, but he's progressing and they just want to get him to full health so that he can help them. If he gets there, guys, in this final 20-game push, let's say five, ten games from now, him at a just serviceable version of Kyle Lowry makes this team significantly better, and, and they're going to need that if they really are going to compete against the Bostons and Milwaukee's and even the Phillies as you get into the playoffs. Who has a better chance of returning to serviceable, though, Duncan Robinson or Kyle Lowry? Because I would submit to you, Duncan Robinson has been more serviceable recently than Kyle <laughs> Lowry's been during his tenure. I know you say he's got a couple, you know, flashes, but he, he, nev- no, no, he never I mean, had look, the he I'm, never had the kind of uh, flash that Duncan Robinson had. Maybe not at its highest level in a Heat uniform, but last year going into the playoffs, Kyle was rolling and looked good. Then he hurt himself, slowed down, and we know he struggled a bit in the playoffs, but. There were times, and even this year, I mean, the first 20 games of the season, he was carrying the heat. Maybe that's part of why his knee's been banged up. But he played, you know, fifth most minutes in the NBA, and he was single-handedly carrying them night in and night out, playing 36 minutes and making big plays. I don't think you're going to see that, Kyle, because the last version of Kyle we saw was getting blown by defensively on every play and couldn't blow by anybody offensively. And you can't have your point guard play like that. So that's why Spo was very careful yesterday in saying, Kyle at health. Until he's healthy, they're not going to throw the version of Kyle we saw up until, you know, a, a month or two ago out on the court anymore. They're just not because it's a liability on offense and defense. All right, Will Manso, I think we would be remiss, and I know Crowder uh, thinks that this is an insult, but I take it as a uh, point of pride. Our Miami Hurricanes just might be a basketball school. Agree or disagree? <laughs> I mean, it's getting there, right? I mean, it's it, listen. We, first of all, we're back. We got hit with NCAA sanctions, so right off the bat, we're back, baby. We're, we're, we got something going, even though it's women's basketball. We still got something. So the U's back in that way. But I we take huh, great I think, we take great pride in that. It, strangely enough, I was like, that's huh, the way we measure our women's, ba- women's, women's basketball the team, cares. the Cavender Twins, yeah. and NIL infractions. I'm like, there we go. <laughs> now we're that's back. Just wins. <laughs> now we're back. Now we're back. But if you're part of a Chiller Vegas team who, who are sanctioned free, you're hopefully right now. They are, to me, guys, I don't think it's crazy that, like, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I'm like, I think they are legit Final Four team. I think they are built to be a team that can make a run deep into the NCAA tournament. They have depth. They finally have a little more size. They got experience. They have a nice balance in the backcourt. They got a great head coach. They look like a team prime that's, first of all, about to win the ACC and primed to make a run deep into the tournament. I'm excited for March and what's to come with them. Yeah, Will, and I'm with y'all too. I was just thinking maybe you should just go ahead and fold the football program because money can be allocated <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> That's jealousy you know, talking, Will. Team. That's jealousy talking, Will. There was a, no, there was a time know, 
There, there was a time where a uh, University of Florida had a great basketball squad, a little Joe Kim Noah action. Oh, you talking and, about? You talking about Urban's time at Florida as well, when we were and, winning national championships in both. And you're, you know, you you probably are yearning for those days, but those days are behind the program, and those days have landed yeah. firmly in the lap of the University of Miami. I, I see where I see where you would be longing for. Uh, Listen, Billy I looked Donovan. at the football schedule. We, I looked at the football schedule. Watch out. We got at least seven, eight wins coming. We are on. We're moving our way up. Including spring? I'm going to stick with my love of the basketball uh, squad right now. I'm going I'm to hope the best for baseball. Uh, Will Manso, Local 10, Valley Sports Sun, and it is Kevin Love Night in Miami, even though it's in Milwaukee. But in Miami, it's Kevin Love Night. Thank you for making time for us, Will. Anytime, guys. There you go, Will Manso on Kevin Love Night. Uh, We'll take a break here. We'll come back with more Hockman and Crowder.